0: Okay. Okay. i'm ready i'm ready
1: i don't know spongebob <laughs> we're starting off really aggressive on this episode <laughs> sorry uh, I, uh, hi everybody i'm still upset about it i don't I'm get these references <laughs> i'm lauren I'm Bridget, and i didn't watch spongebob because my she mom didn't watch let me SpongeBob. and i, I did. missed out like 15 years worth of references <laughs> And now I just recognize them because I don't recognize them. Well not from the show. It's just because I'm really I heard sorry. so many people quote it. And I'm like, I I know that's from SpongeBob because somebody else acted shocked when I was like, I don't know what that is. Maybe we'll have to add SpongeBob to our list. At Absolutely some point. not. I missed the boat. <laughs> I missed the
0: boat. It's done. Hootie wants to say hi, but I'm not going to pick him up because there's so many wires around me. Well, everybody, welcome to Gateway Anime Podcast, where we talk about anime and how much Bridget's upset that she didn't get to watch Spongebob as a child.
1: (laughs) Um, Classic issues. My brother watched it, though. That rule uh didn't apply to him. How is that fair? Because he's the classic younger sibling, and I was the older sibling that had more rules. Listen, Mom.
0: Mom, if you're listening... Did I show you what they got That's me for Christmas? Sad. No. Got me Spongebob on DVD. And we're so proud of
1: themselves. My mom and dad bought me Spongebob DVD. They go, well, we've heard how much you've missed out on references. And I was like, this is a good joke. I'm upset about it. It's a good joke. Uh, yeah,
0: so. That's- <laughs> I'm mad about it, but it was good. Hey, I'm mom. Mad. If you're listening again, mom, uh, not. I'm not mad anymore. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> She's not. That <laughs> was great. I was like, oh, man. Oh, my God. That's I know. so funny. I, know. I could cry. I opened that on Christmas and was like, how dare you? <laughs> just that way, like, too. Just I, like, how dare you? How can you even be mad, though? That's like, because so I excellent. don't
1: get the references. And I've lost oh, my excellent. interest in watching now because it's been 15
0: years. And I'm like, if I've held out this song, I might as well buy Holding Out. I mean, it is kind of a shame, because there's a lot of really excellent references. I can't really tell you that SpongeBob is worth watching, like, just to get the references. Because, I mean, it really isn't. No offense to people who love SpongeBob, but, like, it just... <laughs> it's it's a kid show, man. Like, it's it is what it is. It's not Adventure Time. Like, there's no, like, deep philosophical meaning. Adventure it's just... Time i love adventure time it it, it's just a a stupid kid show it's like cat dog but it got bigger oh
1: i wasn't allowed to watch (laughs) cat 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 dog Dog. but definitely did (laughs) definitely did (laughs) i remember watching like one where like i don't know if it was cat dog or if it was some like weird internet video because i definitely watched a lot of traumatizing internet videos like happy tree friends Loved uh,
0: happy tree friends where
1: like one of them was like dying but on cat dog like one of them was dying and i didn't (laughs) I don't know. It's a very disturbing video that's like stuck in my head. I, I don't, don't know if it was from the actual show or from some
0: weird YouTube video I watched. I don't think that happened in Qatar. Cool. Well, I'm trying to think of the the shows of my childhood. I was a big Rugrats kid. That was like my I did my like show. Rugrats a lot. Yep. Uh, but I, but I also really in- loved
1: All Real Monsters. Nope. Wasn't allowed to watch it i also didn't want to because it scared me
0: it was so good the one that scared me was courage the cowardly dog it really wasn't allowed to watch that
1: also scared me also did watch that when my parents were asleep
0: Ah, bridget you childhood childhood. traumatized (laughs)
1: myself at like 2 a.m watching courage that barracuda that like talks in the bathtub
0: yes dude it's the space ducks for me the space ducks really freaked me out i don't know if i remember that one there's a lot that i think i've blocked out most of
1: courage in my head because it was so scary and then i normally cried an episode because they were mean to the dog
0: they were mean to the dog they're always mean. To- not well, miriam but words. Words. Yeah. was great but yeah
1: they I lived understand. in a
0: town called nowhere <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like the radio voice that they uh There's a lot of shows that I wasn't allowed to watch that I definitely did watch behind my parents' back. They talk about that a lot. They're like, oh, yeah, because we banned you from that movie or show. Did you go to someone's house and watch it? I was like, absolutely.
0: I don't know if my parents ever told me I couldn't watch something. I don't think they ever did. I, I think that there were, like, some movies that, My mom or my dad watched with me. Like when we watched Jurassic Park for the first time, I was definitely very little. And my dad watched it with me. Or but I mean, my dad made me watch Big Trouble, Little China like every day, which (laughs) was my favorite movie for a very long time. I remember the first time I watched
1: Jurassic Park and it scared the bejeebers out of me, the thing that shoots the oil and um or the acid, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And i used to cry when i saw that vhs and my mom like it's not even playing i just saw the vhs and i would cry <laughs> the oh, dinosaurs I... traumatized me and i would
0: tell my mom you're not allowed to watch that when i'm at home like you i can't even be in the other room you have to watch that when i'm at somebody else's house i didn't and... watch horror movies as a kid that was that was what my parents didn't let me watch but I once got into i was that in like middle school 13 they were fine
1: I had a whole uh, horror movie birthday party in middle school and had to go in the other room and hide because white noise scared me
0: so bad. I watched the commercial for The Ring 2, just the commercial, and I slept on my parents' floor for
1: a week. <laughs> I <laughs> refused. Okay, but our generation was legit traumatized by The Ring. When I see people like pull something out of their mouth, I'm like, it's a hair. <laughs> like, it's a hair with like a ring on it or the Honestly, horse though. jumping over the edge of the boat the fly it was all the
0: freaking deer dude the deer that surround the car in the second one that was freaking scary if I never saw the second one I saw the first one for uh, sure the second, one, the second one's okay it's not it's not anything it's just the crazy. way she crawls i'm not a big crawly person my brother okay Ooh. so my older brother christian mm-hmm. hi i love you um <laughs> he uh <laughs> he's going to be mad <laughs> so he He was always such a butt to me when I was a kid and he would just mess with me all the time. And he went to go see either the first ring or the second one, but I think he went to the theaters. I want to say it's the second one. He went to go watch it with my aunt Lisa and he came back and he was really freaked out. So my Mm -hmm. mom told me before he came home, she's like, you got to be nice to Christian. He just watched the scary movie and he's really freaked out. Mm -hmm. So As the little sister who at that point in my life had long dark hair, I (laughs) took a shower. And then when he came home, I shoved it all over my face and started crawling down the stairs. But I went slow, like I went really slow. And he was like, Lauren lauren you gotta Mm -hmm. stop that (laughs) you can't do that lauren and i would just go at him and he got really mad that's great (laughs) that's great it was it was worth it i would say that's a great sibling thing to do it needed to happen did i tell you okay before we get into attack on Titan, let me tell you the worst (laughs) thing my brother's ever done to me okay oh so um, my first horror movie that I ever like watched all the way through is unfortunately the remake of House of Wax that had Paris Hilton <laughs> and Jared Padalecki in it. Hey, but I enjoyed that movie. It was my first horror movie and it was really quite frightening. So I was watching it with my friend, Ashley Legg. Hello, Ashley. Hope you're doing great. Congratulations on getting married. You looked very beautiful. Oh, congrats. <laughs> She'll never listen to this this <laughs> part. But we were watching this movie. And in the middle of the movie, this was right after the part where Jared Padalecki had his Achilles tendon snipped. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. Uh, my mom pauses it. She's like, I need you to take the trash out. So I was like, okay, I'll take the trash out. It's dark outside. But this the trash can like is in Our garage and the garage door is closed. Both of our vehicles are in said garage. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I turn on the light. I make my mom stand in the doorway for a moment while I look under both of the cars to make sure that no one's hiding to sit my Achilles Mm -hmm, tendon. mm -hmm. And then after everything's good, I'm like, all right, mom, I'm good. So I go to take the trash out. I'm walking through the garage. All of a sudden, the lights go out. And someone starts banging on the garage door. What's wrong? So I scream. I'm crying. Like, I'm freaking out. Ashley's inside laughing because Christian had told her what he was going to do, (laughs) which is respectable. Also, I'm sobbing. (laughs) Just, like, run inside. And Christian comes in, and I just, I let him have it. I yelled so many <laughs> curse words, and I was 13. And my mom is just standing there like she didn't know I knew that many <laughs> words. And traumatized it was, your mother. <laughs> no, she she thought it was so funny. She wasn't allowed to tell me it was funny, but she also <laughs> didn't punish me because she was not on it too. So yeah. it was she, you know, she had blame in this game. Yeah. So um so that's I have the a worst story thing my brother
1: ever did to me. Almost just like it. that.
0: And Tell me, we watched.
1: Uh, I know what you did last summer at a friend's Halloween party, and their moms always did pranks like that. Like they did, they called us and we like seven days the year before when we watched sure. the ring. But I know what you did last summer really got me for some reason. I did, like look, I've re-watched it since then. I'm like, wow, my standards were low. um Yeah, I mean, mine was House of Wax, dude. Like, come on, <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's wow. okay. Um, so. <laughs> the power goes out like mid movie and i'm like "Huh." <laughs> power goes out okay and to clarify both the moms are 9 dispatchers one's like oh, a psychologist no. for the police department and both dads are in the police department so it's a oh. safe feeling household <laughs> power goes out and i'm like huh. and we look and the neighbor's power is not out and i'm like oh no Oh, no. and so i'm freaking out i'm freaking out and then all of a sudden the garage light it's a detached garage and so we see it across the backyard um turns on and we see a shadow of someone walking by with a machete <laughs> no. walking by i've thoroughly proceeded to have lost it i'm sobbing i'm in my friend's mom's arms who's a psychologist i'm sure she had a lot of uh thoughts and wrote that down in her journal that night I'm crying. I'm like, call the cops, call the cops, call someone, get a gun. I don't know. Get a gun. I don't know. (laughs) I'm freaking out. I'm like, somebody do something because I'm not able to do anything. And finally, they felt bad enough that I was losing it. They go, it's Andrew, which is our friend's older brother who was there. And as soon as they say that, I swung that back door open and was like, Andrew, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> I saw his shadow and chased him down the alley. <laughs> I was so mad. But every year, Ugh. every year that happened. And the first time I watched like a, I've watched a lot of scary movies. Like I, I remember watching Halloween when I was young and it didn't really scare me. Um, but Jeepers Creepers.
0: Oh, I've never day, seen it.
1: Jeepers Creepers still scares me. Uh, I do not. I do not condone anything that director has done, and I don't watch it
0: again because that like, director is a horrible person. Oh, um, okay. Well, good thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel like I missed that mark. You know, it's just not something <laughs> like if I watched it now, it wouldn't have the. same I don't know. Effects. Jeepers Creepers was a really beyond
1: its moment kind of scary movie like the thing it what and and Justin Long's in it and I I really like Justin Long I do love Justin Long and so I watched it with my mom and there's a scary part where this like lady with all these cats has a screen door and like they think they're talking to her and then the door opens and the body drops and they realize they've just been talking to like the silhouette of a dead version of her and then the thing like reveals that it has wings and can fly and you're like oh no dear lord my mom pauses the movie because the cat wants in at our door that's a screen door a cat at the screen door after that scene just passed and i was like no it's night no cat can sleep outside my mom was like yeah it's not sleeping outside i was like no i'm not doing it my mom was like get up off the couch you do it. I was like, no no <laughs> it's like the first time i remember absolutely defying my mom but being so scared that she's like I'm- i can't get mad at you i think you're actually like you cannot move i was like i'm not doing
0: it my mom like it just won't happen my mom put the screen door
1: and i was like close it close it now <laughs> oh my gosh! so bad i was so scared of that movie uh and then it has that lovely jeepers creepers old timey song it plays in the jeepers, credits
0: creepers talk about them peepers is that the so, one where'd you get them peepers oh, yeah
1: there you go. so they uh he steals people's body parts to live forever. So in that song, they've cut out Justin Long's eyes. Ew. And then all of a sudden, he appears behind them. And you see that he has Justin Long's eyes in the hole where his eyes should be. It's a great shot. But Ew. I remember being like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's gross. Oh, yeah. It's a horror movie.
0: Okay, so oh. Attack on Titan <laughs> Is also very traumatizing. There also, you go. Yeah, that's the segue. There we go. And blood, <laughs> and blood. Wow. You, think blood in this you know, this is not a bloody episode. Actually, yeah, I was going to say. Um, I think this is just this is all we do. Yeah, yeah. This is this is so you get to know oh. all of these awesome scouts. Oh. Who yeah. we love. All
1: right. Um... How do we start this? Your Netflix summary?
0: Yeah, that's how we definitely start. (laughs) I like forgot how this show works. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the way the show goes. All right, so this is the Netflix summary for episode 14. Can't look into his eyes yet. The Eve of the Counterattack, part one. Uh, In a special military tribunal, the military police call for Aaron's execution, but the scout regiment argues he is a powerful resource for humankind. Good job, Netflix. That is a very good okay it's, summary. That is good. Oh, let me pull up my my recording so I can be ready. Oh, gosh.
1: Lauren has some recording she's going to make us listen to.
0: I have a voice recording that I took of Yuki Kaji because I need Bridget to hear it. And well,
1: you know i watched this and subbed, right? I do, but <laughs>
0: I've I just heard it. need it. Okay, <laughs> so, you can say I need you to hear this. I was like I've watched it in both. No, I'm aware, but I need you to hear it now. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I need you to hear it right now. Okay, so we're good. Uh,
1: go ahead. All right, well, here we go. So, uh, Aaron looks legit crazy when he's talking to Levi and says he wants to slaughter all the Titans. Um, I mean, he sounds legit crazy too.
0: Oh wait, we have a we have a new opening. We can't. That's skip my over next the new bullet opening. point
1: oh, because. Okay. <laughs>
0: give me a minute
1: (laughs) because this that scene comes right before the new opening because it's a recap. oh i skipped that i think on accident well oops so Ah, my my next bullet point is new intro song uh it's very metal guitar and i love it uh there's raining blood it's very bleak a lot of scouts and soldiers a lot of odm gear imagery and blades but i said it's some fun visual intros like the titans appearing uh there's a new titan that looks like it appears and flashes a few times on the screen um and you know i like the grappling like wires that like appear out of there and they make cool visuals It was entertaining
0: It's very ODM gear focused. Very. (laughs) Like, hey, remember this cool
1: thing I made? Like, hey, look at this bolt. Hey, look at this little turning, spinning wheel thing. And I'm like, all right. Thank you. Um, Thank you for that. So the MP, which is military police, if y'all don't remember, they don't like Aaron, and they don't want him to be allowed to join the Survey Corps. The Premier is here. Uh, The Premier
0: has a name. Do you know his name? I don't remember it. Oh, his name is uh, Dias Zachary.
1: Dias Zachary? I thought it was Zacharias.
0: No, it's is like that somebody else. No, it's Dialis Zachary. I'm sorry, Dyliss Zachary. Dyliss okay. Zachary.
1: So he is the premier. He's like head head. He is the person who runs like the courts. Um, so he's le- here to lead the trial and. Irvin is talking to Pixis on the top of the wall to chat. About. I adore
0: him. <laughs> Which one? Urban or uh, Irvin. Pixis? Okay. <laughs> Irvin. Irvin's uh, my boy. You know how much uh, Bridget loves Levi? That's how much I love Urban. <laughs> like, I just need everyone to know that I adore him. He's a very special man in my heart. Very stoic. I love him. And his stupid eyebrows. I, they're so intense they're so well manicured they are so well manicured
1: and i love it um so he's talking to Pixis on the top of the wall to chat about aaron and that the mp planned to take custody of him from the scouts uh if aaron loses the trial he will be executed immediately and they don't trust his titan power you know the whole thing of what you fear is dangerous you got to worry about the people more than the monsters well maybe not next episode um so Mikasa and Armin are witnesses in the trial, and Aaron's been in his dungeon for like a really long time. Irvin and his team are the only ones that are really kind to him. All the MPs that like guard his cell are really rude. Uh Hanji comes to visit him, and this is when we get to see the beginnings of unhinged Hanji, which is really my favorite kind of Hanji. Um <laughs> yes, she lets him out, but she has to put cups on him. And then I said, Zach. Zacharias is a weird, weird man. See, I wrote Zacharias. Oh, that's the other guy. Okay, there we go. There, yeah. Zacharias is the that's guy Mishy. that sniffs
0: people. Mish. So Mish Zacharias. he, uh, he It's weird. <laughs> I was thinking he, about it.
1: He's walking with Hanji, and he starts sniffing Aaron, and Aaron's like, what? And Hanji's like, oh, he sniffs people to get a good read on him. She'll so like, okay. Uh, so that's the thing. Um, They're escorted into the Hanji tells aaron that they put all their trust in him and wishes some luck in the trial and he's like the what and she's like oh yeah we ran out of time uh good luck in there though it's and then it's a courtroom aaron is going in the courtroom and they like cuff him to this iron bar in the middle of the court uh the mps say that he should be disposed of immediately they should do autopsies on his body to better understand the titans um and then they should just list him as a fallen soldier which is like hella sketch man yeah um so Irvin says that his plan for Aaron is simple. They just want him as a scout to use him as the use him and his ability to retake Walmaria. Are, there are crazy wall cultists in there, which they're a running thing throughout the whole show. Uh, and they're talking about the wall being a gift from the wall architect or deity. And I normally tune them out most of the time. Um, Aaron has no memory of when he lost control because they start bringing up the fact
0: that he... Um, are you raising your hand? Sorry, you got so choppy. I missed like the last two minutes of everything you were saying. It was just oh. like. Well, it was not choppy on my end. <laughs> oh, it was crazy. Sorry, I thought I was like stroking out for a second. No, you didn't even that. get choppy on my end. Oh, good. Then everyone, please ignore my, uh, <laughs> my upset. That All of a sudden, I saw your hand go and I was like are you he's in your hand i was just like what is happening <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh so then they bring up the fact that when aaron tr- transformed uh he lost control and tried to take out take out mikasa he has no memory of that because you know they're trying to make the argument that he's not to be trusted um mikasa says that aaron did do that but he saved her twice before as a titan Um, but the MPs say that her feelings are giving her a bias in this situation and they bring up that they lived together and they killed the kidnappers at age nine and everybody's like, whoa, (laughs) these people. Um, so it did come back. (laughs) It did come back. Uh, so they start yelling that maybe they should dissect Mikasa too, because if she, if he's protecting her, then she's probably a Titan also. And then that really ticks Aaron off.
0: And that's that's the recording I have for you right now. So I'm going to stop you real quick because this this moment alone made me realize that Aaron does, in fact, love her. Like he's definitely in love with her, like the way he's just fighting for her life. Uh, So good. I'm going to play it. I'm sorry. Here we go. It's only 14 seconds. Tell me he's not in love with her. Tell me that he's not in love with her. You know, Fight me.
1: if you're not watching it, it is very detached. It does not feel emotional.
0: Are you kidding me? I'm it not. It feels so good. He's screaming to save her life. Uh, because I, I hear it. don't know
1: Japanese. I'm not watching anything. It is super detached. I don't need detached. to know it.
0: I feel it. But you also saw
1: it while reading subs and seeing the imagery. So I, I know it's emotional. I've seen it. I feel but it. But just listening to it it's without anything else is not. It's
0: the realest. You've now all heard it. Embrace it. There you go. If you actually want to feel those emotions, please watch it. I mean, do that too. But also you're listening to our podcast. So you're welcome for your feelings. Okay.
1: uh so um aaron starts getting really mad that they threatened mikasa and starts ranting in the court saying that they haven't seen a titan they have there and that there's no sense in having power if you're not willing to fight he yells that the mps are all cowards uh running thing throughout the series and that they should all shut up and put their faith in him and if you're watching the dub version he's like i just put your faith in me in the most Aaron voice and you're like this is awkward. Cause it is awkward. It just gets dead quiet after he yells at him. and then and then one of my favorite moments. Levi walks over and just starts beating the ever-loving crap out of Aaron. <laughs> and it is one of my favorite gifts of Sassy Leela Eva Eva. Levi's. <laughs> who <laughs> Levi's leg kick because it's drawn so poorly it is really bad like it is not how human bodies bend <laughs> it's really bad it is probably what I will use to advertise this show on Instagram. <laughs> please but, uh, no <laughs> oh it is it's already saved from last week Ugh. on my phone <laughs> awesome um <laughs> because it's just like an interesting drawing moment but it's very epic because it's dead quiet and you didn't really see Levi appear over there and all of a sudden he just kicks the crap out of Aaron's face. Uh, Levi says the best discipline is pain and uh, that it needs to be taught a lesson and he's in the best kicking position because he's knelt down on the ground. Levi beats him and the MPs are like, whoa, 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 man. Like, uh, what if he turns into a Titan? And Levi beats him and uh, they, dude, he's just like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? But I clearly, clearly, you just want to dissect him and I can handle him. So I'm proving that I can handle him. I'm beating the crap out of him. He's bleeding. He's on the ground like unconscious. His tooth just flew out of his mouth. Uh, and he tells everyone that they can't do what he can. And so he's they making can. he's making a good point in the court, like, this dude got this dude got this locked down. Irvin then uses this moment to ask that Aaron be under Levi's watch specifically. And if Aaron succeeds in the plan, he will have proven himself as an ally to them. But if they fail, then Levi will kill him. And the guy was like, I I approve. I approve of this plan. So um, we pan over to them after the court scene. And Hanji's cleaning up Aaron. And uh, they're explaining that all the theatrics were a part of their plan to get their plan approved. Uh, and they're like thanks for going along with it and this is one of my favorite like hanji moments uh she goes does it hurt and aaron's like yeah and she goes explain it to me he's like (laughs) what (laughs) uh and she picked up the tooth that fell on the ground and saved it in a little cloth and levi is like gonna throw up it's so gross and so hanji goes and can I look inside your mouth? And he's like, Yeah, sure. The dude's already grown back, and she's like, What?
0: See, and Is it is it a quiet moment in the dub, or does she like freak out?
1: I think it's a quiet moment. She's like just okay. lost for words. Because I
0: I really enjoy that that's what they end on. Is that like quiet moment? I I love this. Is one of my favorite things about the show, is that yeah all these like crazy big things are happening like people are turning into titans that's crazy but they never let you lose the wonder of the tiny things that happen too like they let you sit in it and i'm like "Uh, they uh, do
1: use your quiet voices in a lot of things that happen that you know if we ever get to season two there's a quiet moment that happens on top of a wall and you're like did they just what did they just say and you know like, what? what that's a huge reveal in this show
0: we won't ever get to season two we're just gonna roll around it until we die don't, don't
1: wish that the on us because that's ends. one of my favorite moments i ryan i missed it the first time and ryan had to rewind it because he's like do you hear what they said and i said the louder dialogue and i repeated it and he was, no listen to the background dialogue and i was like yeah
0: well i love used- i actually <laughs> love season two so i do hope we get to season two <laughs>
1: um Another fun moment in that scene is Levi sits down next to Aaron and he flinches and he's like, oh, sorry, you don't trust me anymore. Hope I didn't rile you up. It's pretty funny.
0: And the best moment whenever Irvin's being just the cutest boy ever. And he's just like, you have my admiration. I wrote down, I want your admiration.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love him. Levi says, you don't resent me now, do you? As he sits down and Aaron flinches next to him. It's great uh yeah this trio is they're the they're the trio Excellent. that's been through it all very wise but also the the true good trio um so then we get to our credits it's a really fun outro song we get to see the i main, like this song a lot yeah, we get to see the main cadet squad that we saw in training jumping around being together and we get jumping to see a, a walnut rolling around a lot yeah, I don't get that so much, but that's okay. I don't, I don't either. I was still waiting for a moment in the show to, like, explain the walnut. And I was like, no, we're just okay. It's just there. The end. Yeah. And then we get to see my favorite Levi, the cleaning Levi. He always has, like, a bandana on his head and around his mouth. Uh, and they say, Armin's little voiceover says, um a haven for oddballs, misfat, misfits and iconoclasts. <laughs> iconoclasts and Misfits coming together and that was misfits. Misfits Misfats, Misfits and Iconoclasts uh and they're just talking about the Survey Corps scouts. And that is episode 14.
0: Uh you want some voice actors? Yeah. I got some voice actors. So throughout these episodes there's a lot of really big people that we know, which has been really fun for me to find them. Uh, starting with Dylus Zachariah, or Zachary, you got me too, just Zachary. Sorry. Uh, his English voice actor's name is John Swayze, and we actually know him very well. Do you know why we know him so well, Bridget? Really not. Because he's Von Hohenheim in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. What? Yeah. He's also All for One in My Hero Academia. Uh-huh. And he's uh, Sezomen Nakari in Food Wars, which you don't know, but you will eventually. He's good. We like him. <laughs> His Japanese voice actor's name is Hideki Tezuka. And he plays Tao, uh, Tao Yun in Shaman King, who's a really awesome character. And uh, Yakov Feltzman in Yuri on Ice. And then we get to Hanji
1: Uh Her good. English
0: voice actor is Jessica Calvello, and she plays Princess Minerva in Princess Minerva. So good job. Oh. <laughs> and she plays uh, Profima in I Dream of Mimi. But this is the craziest one for me because I thought I heard this, but I like was just like, no, 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 no. But I was right. Uh, the Japanese voice actor for Hanjizo is Romi Park, who we know very well as well. Um, Name sounds play-
1: really familiar.
0: I know. You just wait. <laughs> so she plays Will, the Will Maiden in Princess Tutu, Tamari in Naruto, who's one of the big characters in Naruto. She's not like super big, but she's big enough. Like she's in all of it. So good job. Um she is also Tao Rin in Shaman King, who's dope, and uh Tishiro Hazuka in Bleach, but most importantly, she is the voice of Edward Elric in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which was so nice to see her again. Love her. She does an excellent Point job. Of Ed Edward Elric? Yeah. Ed, well, both Ed and Alphonse were played by women in the sub, remember? I remember Alphonse, but I didn't realize Edward was as well, yeah.
1: Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And he was played by Hanji So or Romy Park. And (laughs) excellent choice. Excellent choice. I heard it at the end when her voice got all low because she was ask she was asking him how it hurt. She was like, tell me about it. And her voice got all low (laughs) and I was like, Oh, wait a second. But it was so excited. Uh, all right, and then we have Niall Dock, who is the, I, who looks like the commander of the military police, I'm assuming. He was the one that was arguing them. Um, but his English voice actor's name is Ian Sinclair. He plays, uh, ooh, a weird one, uh, Yomotisu Hirasaka in Future Diary. He plays uh, Shu Koibuchi in Princess Jellyfish which is super cute. I just bought it. I love it. He also plays uh, Shoji in My Hero Academia, who's the multiple arm guy.
1: Yep, yep, yep.
0: And Jin Damito in Frickin' Cheer Boys. I got a lot of Cheer Boys from this. Remember how much I told you how much I hate Cheer Boys? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it, lots of Cheer Boys in these couple episodes, and I'm mad about it. Um, but the Japanese voice actor is Anneri, uh Katsu, and he plays uh, Koki Karina in *The World Ends with You*, uh, Turbine and Shaman King, uh, Tamotsu Kinda, and. Freaking cheer boys and Chaka and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stardust Crusaders. I really hate cheer boys. Uh, everyone watches, so you can be mad with me. and did you the, do these last- notes or did Will do these notes? I did these notes. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, it'd be funnier if Will did these notes. I was like, hey, cheer boys. <laughs> no, I did these notes and I was mad, that I couldn't not write it down. So, Ugh. anyway. And then I have Pastor Nick. Uh, Pastor Nick, I didn't have a whole lot for Uh, his English voice actor is Francis Henry, and the only other credit I found for him that I knew was he's also Armin's grandfather. (laughs) So there's that, yeah, ironic. And then uh, his Japanese voice actor is uh, Tomosia or Tomohisa. Sorry, my accent gets a little Spanish after I've been at work all day. (laughs) Tomohisa Aso, and he plays the Uh, SIU director, and uh, Lala Escargo in Persona 5, which is my favorite game. And a really bad anime, but a great game. So (laughs) I I had to throw that in there. But those are all of my voice actors for this episode. Uh, My mid-screen credits are about special military tribunals. So a military court, the judges, soldiers, and military a military court for the judges, soldiers and ah, ah, a military court, the judges and soldiers Four judges and soldiers are all military personnel. I'm losing my mind. I wrote these very not even that late. I don't I don't know what's wrong with me. Anyway, they are all military personnel. The judges, okay. the prosecution, the defense, it's all military personnel. That's the gist. It's like a military court. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, politics have more influence than a normal military tribunal. Uh, Zachary is the leader of all three military forces, and that's why he gets to make oh. the final decision. So he's that's, he's the unbiased. commander. Like, he's the general. Got it. Of everything. So that's why he did that. And I did not have any fun facts. So that's it. Okay. Well, Uh, here is your Netflix summary for episode 15. Special Operation Squad, Eve of the Counterattack, Part 2. Nice. (laughs) 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 <laughs> uh, Aaron has moved to an abandoned castle to continue training. Hanji has been putting two captured titans through a series of tests and trials. That's it. That's good. That's a good one. Mm. Okay. Yeah, not bad. Not bad.
1: All right. So, the scouts' former headquarters was an old royal castle. So, a little uh, overgrown in weeds and stuff. Uh, so, we're going to meet a few characters. We meet Petra, um, who. In like next week's episode, I will no week no, after We're not talking no, about it. Week we're after not I'm not. Let it. me finish my sentence. Don't you dare. Week after next week's episode, I uh will tell a fun thing of my fun facts about Petra that I I I believe in wholeheartedly. Um but <laughs> you have to wait two weeks for that. <laughs> but I I I got to do fun facts in my notes for once. <laughs> Um so we meet Petra, it's then we meet uh Odva, who it's spelled like O-R-U-O, Odwa. Um, Guntha, which is spelled like Gunther. Guntha, sorry, not Guntha, Guntha. And then we meet Eld. Uh those are like the four main people in Levi's squad that we meet. Mead, that we meet. Uh that we meet that we need um that we need this is what happens when you have to practice pro- pronouncing german names um so petra tells odwa <laughs> that he'll never be like levi he likes to talk a lot and he's like basically trying to be the next levi while riding on a horse next to Aaron. and because he's like riding on a horse he like bites his tongue <laughs> petra's just making fun of him while bandaging his tongue it's very funny um and then they all point out all the weeds and all the dirt in the castle and the castle's just being in shambles. And then the most Levi way, Levi tells them, grab a broom. Let's start cleaning because Levi hates dirt more than anything. Probably more than Titans. He hates dirt. And I love it. What?
0: Does he though? <laughs> oh, yes. More than Titans though. I think so. It's his outlet. Uh so
1: Petra is very, very, very kind. And she tells Aaron not to look too discouraged when Levi's kind of fussing at him. She says that Levi is short and temperamental. And I was like, oh, that's
0: rude. oh it's not wrong. She's not wrong, but I was
1: like, wow, just go for a height
0: jab right there.
1: Uh Aaron says he's not used to the seriousness and being so and Levi being so dead set on following oh. orders.
0: You know, I think this is another translation thing because In the sub, before she tells him that Levi is short and temperamental, she's like, He's not what you expected, is he? No, she says that. Does she say that? that. Oh, Oh, well, then it makes sense. She's not just being rude. But but I get that. But I mean, like, you're
1: still saying he's short. Well, he is. (laughs) I I know, but it's still a height jab. Lauren, you're not as short as me. You don't understand. I
0: don't. (laughs)
1: uh so petra says that before levi was in the scouts uh he was a high roller in the capital black market uh and that rumor was that Irvin dragged him to the scouts kicking and screaming um and it's kind of a fun like mysterious backstory of levi that you don't get his backstory in season one um and then levi appears out of nowhere and asks what's going on and aaron uh he just looks at aaron and goes your cleaning is lamentable go back upstairs finish cleaning i still find dirt and it's great because that's a it's a good summary of levi outside of slashing titans um all of the levi squad are discussing the situation openly uh about what they're doing how they have aaron um they ask Aaron about changing how changing into a Titan works, and he can't really give an answer because he doesn't have a clear memory on it. But Aaron knows that hurting himself helps trigger it. Um so we this whole conversation is happening over tea because Levi and Levi Squad just drinks tea, is their thing. Um
0: and it's then, still the tea, in fact. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh and then Hanji makes her entrance into the scene by loudly walking into a locked and closed door <laughs> and you just hear like her scream out and then levi just goes you're too early and they all leave like hanji is just a loud boisterous group of energy and i love hanji um and so <laughs> Hanji is in charge of researching Aaron and poking and prodding him and trying to scientifically figure scientifically figure out what's happening and what makes Titans tick and all that jazz. Uh Odva tells Aaron to shut up when he like very quietly when he asks <laughs> Hanji. Uh-oh, you good gonna- laugh. I'm sorry. He goes, Hanji, are you gonna run experiments on him? And then <laughs> I laughed at this because he's like, shut up, man, don't do it. And he just basically just gets Hanji on this long tangent about Titans and experiments. And it's, it's pretty funny. Um, Hanji says she's been testing the Titans that they captured in Trost. Titans, we, we see a visual of it and the Titans are like full of nails to like hold them down. Um, And they're trying to see if they can communicate, but it doesn't seem
0: possible. They also have like the world's most giant nails.
1: Like, yes, they do multiple times for real. Yeah, they're like, like they're bigger huge. than like railroad nails. They're like
0: huge. What is heck?
1: Steve doing? I'm trying to ignore him. <laughs> what the hair. heck is he doing? He just look oh, at that. No. Lauren, what is happening? I don't know. I'm just giving him good pets. It was this whole ordeal picking him up that I ignored, and then all of a sudden I look over and he's like little mermaiding on your he, lap.
0: He does that. Uh, he's a very special. He said, don't speak about me. (laughs) He literally just put his paw in Lauren's mouth and was like, mother, stop. I'm not giving him enough attention, and he's upset about it. Steve, this
1: is my time. Back up. I know you heard me on your heart. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anyway, (laughs)
0: Continue playing. Mean, I can't if those paws are gonna keep going up like that,
1: like some little rag doll. <laughs> He's so sweet,
0: though.
1: He's so you. weird.
0: Look at him. Dude, He's he bent weird. like all the way backwards right now. Look <laughs> <laughs> <Like> at <key. laughs> Let's the air. What is I you wish doing? you could see how ridiculous his face is. Well, he wants me to lay him down on his back so I can pet his stomach. But I don't have enough room on my lap. I'm going to do it, and he's going to fall. Goodbye, okay.
1: Steve.
0: Okay, this is fine. It, it's enough room, I guess.
1: <laughs> it's enough Keep- slices! Okay, uh, so... Uh, they're trying to see if the Titans can communicate, but it doesn't seem possible. Hanji's a little reckless when doing this. Uh, there's a story. There's always this, like, same guard that's next to Hanji and the Titans. That's like, please stop getting so close. And it's really funny because he's very stressed out. Um, the names for the last Titans that
0: Hanji had were Chikatuloni and Albert. Crazy, crazy complicated names compared to the new ones, by the way. Chickadiloni, uh,
1: okay. Chickadiloni, you have to say it that fast. Chickadiloni and Chick-a-tolone. Albert. Uh they were. It's based on this old story of cannibals, <laughs> and I don't know. Hanji tells this whole story, and it's really ridiculous. Um, tit- it the new Titans? No, the new Titans that they capture at Tross are now named Sonny and Bean. <laughs> so <laughs> not Chickadiloni. Not Chickadiloni and Albert. Sonny and Bean. Sonny and Bean um so the next step was sensory deprivation so they blocked the titans from the sun uh when they did that Sonny grew noticeably sh- sluggish but Bean uh kept energy for a little while um so the titans are only active in the daytime because like that's the only way they get their energy is from the sunlight their body metabolizes energy into sunlight uh hanji is literally distraught when she accidentally kills the first Titans she had, Chicatalone and Albert. Um, and so you see that Hanji's not doing this just to be cruel and experimental. She is genuinely trying to advance the research of Titans and better humanity, which is okay. what I'm saying about like this trio of people that we meet, that they're they're good people on the inside. They might be kooky, but they are genuinely good people. Um So, Hanji doesn't feel good when she has to hurt the Titans to study them. The whole time she's, like, poking and prodding Bean, she is crying out in pain. And that poor, stressed little, uh, (laughs) stressed guard is like, You don't have to be screaming, too. And she's like, How could I do this and not scream and cry? And the guard's like, What? (laughs) Because he has watched Hanji probably cut down Titans. Uh, And then, Sonny doesn't show pain and just, like, really knows how to lunge and bite almost like Sonny has no humanity like his whole personality Bean has some humanity in which them. is
0: really uh we're gonna talk about that, we'll talk about that later <laughs> yeah I can't uh, talk about it yet but wow I just had a flash <laughs>
1: yep and so uh Hanji and Aaron's literally oh hold on I skipped a button okay so um So, Hanji talks about when a Titan part is severed, it's crazy light, and it doesn't add up to the mass that the Titan should be. Hanji says that their appearance stands in sharp contrast to their true substance. So, the Titan will be huge and heavy, but the minute you cut off a piece of their body, it's all of a sudden light, like something has disappeared. Like, it it doesn't make sense, like styrofoam, I guess, kind of. Um, Because we've seen the damage they can cause, so we know there's a lot of mass in them so uh aaron talks about how everyone in the scout regiment is a little off but they're all striving for change so like what i just said they're they're kind of kooky people but they're like the good of the good um
0: creepy and they're kooky i
1: was waiting for for you to if i was gonna say kooky enough it was gonna go adam's family yeah um so, <laughs> Hanji and Aaron stay up all night talking about Titans and her hypothesis. And Aaron, poor Aaron. Is exhausted.
0: <laughs> poor Aaron. And Hanji and has not talking- lost one bit of energy. Yeah. And she's just talking about stuff they already knew. She's like, yeah. "Oh, but you learned. All learned of that. You learned that and while training." training. He's like, "Yes." <laughs> oh my gosh, this uh, poor child. Yeah, I know. So someone
1: runs in, grabs Hanji, and they say that both of her test subjects have been killed. Sad. Sunny and Bean. Uh, so they say a military police soldier must've killed them just before dawn, but they don't know who did it. They ran out in ODM gear before they got there. Uh, Irvin appears behind Aaron out of nowhere and says, this is a meme oh, oh, that the, you've probably seen before, but Irvin's like leaning behind Aaron and says, what is it you think you see? Cause they're looking at the dead bodies of the Titans that have been killed. And he goes, who do you think the real enemy is here? And then Aaron's kind of like, what the heck? And then he, he just goes, ignore me, loaded question. And then walks off with Levi, and they both kind of look at him. And it's very ominous. And that's how that episode ends. So then you get the, the after credits, and the 104th Cadet Corps has decided what I have to decide now what regiment they're going to pledge their lives to. Yeah,
0: there you go. All right. Uh here's some voice actors. Hold on, I gotta put my dog down. He's oh, he's oh, okay. being a lot. Everyone say hi to Steve. No, Steve's <laughs> covered in my
1: headphones. I was trying to be rude to Steve, and then he was he's like so cute. <laughs>
0: Look at him. Look at how cute he is. Steven, get down. He looks like Steven. a hobo kinda right now. But I love him.
1: I'm over your antics, Steven.
0: I'm sorry, Steve. All right. Okay, tell me how to say this guy's name again. (laughs) Is that better? Did I mess it up that time? I wasn't thinking too hard about it. We're just going to give up on it. Okay, whatever. Uh, (laughs) Okay, well, his last name is Bozad, which is fun. And his English we voice actor. We spent so much time on that first name, and his last name is Bozad. <laughs> his English voice actor's name is Christopher Corey Smith. He has three names, so you know he's a big deal. <gasps> oh no. Okay, But he plays Gatto in Blue Period. He also plays uh, Mr. Okamura about that. <laughs> Excuse you. I'm going over voice actors, Bridget. You've interrupted me like forty times already in this episode, and if one of them, would was something I already had done. Excuse me. Put some respect on his name. Oh yeah, say it. Say his first Christopher name, Christopher Corey Smith. Oh, I was mini Uda, but okay. Oh, oh! I wasn't no, no. I'm, <laughs> he's he's neither here nor there at this point. Oh, but he also plays Mr. Okumura in Persona Five, the game and the anime. The anime is trash. The game is excellent. Um, he also plays Sandam. That's his name, Sandam. In Sandam. One Piece. <laughs> I can't not say it. Without well, say saying I know. I don't know why. I plays... uh Noel uh, Mora and Devilman Crybaby, who is the father of Miki Makamura RP. Um, and then he also plays Kane Cross in Vampire Night, which absolutely destroyed me because he's the headmaster in Vampire Night. Vampire Night, Bridget, is a ride. And okay. one day I'm just going to tell you all about it because we're like never going to watch it because oh. it's awful. Oh. It's full of weird incest, kind of maybe. Oh, classic vampire and trope! It's it's weird. I'm I'm just gonna tell you about it. It's gonna get weird, anyway. What are they sexy vampire tr- incests? No, it's so it's not even like Game of Thrones. No, so like essentially, it's this girl who is raised by Kane Cross, who runs this academy for, like, a day class of humans and a night class of vampires. But all the vampires are, like, part of the royal court of vampires and they're all led by this one main vampire dude who's obsessed with Kan cross's daughter who is one of like the prefects at the school so she and this other guy who is like her adopted brother but not really named zero her name's yuki his name is zero they are <laughs> so they they know about vampires and like they have permission to like i don't want this anymore kill them that they can't, and it's like, oh, it's this whole thing. I don't want. Basically, this. the main vampires like her brother, uncle, cousin. Nope,
1: <laughs> nope. I don't want it. I don't want it anymore.
0: It's a lot. We'll talk about it later. I don't um, want it. I don't want do anyway, it. Anyway, no. Japanese voice actor. Yeah, it's absolute garbage. They just did a reboot of the series, and I, I cannot. Anyway, this time with double the incest. Dude, yeah, though. I'm, no! You said that, but it's true. It's just a fact. Anyway, Ew. Japanese voice actor is Shinji uh, Kawada. <laughs> <laughs> he plays uh, Suchi mm. Ibe in Banana Fish. Uh, Shino. Uh, I don't My Banana know how to Fish say made Shino. me laugh so hard. Oh, banana banana fish. fish is the least laughable anime in the world. It is <laughs> But they made it Banana sad. Fish. It's devastatingly sad, Bridget.
1: Is it as sad as Your Lie in April?
0: It's sadder than Your Lie in April. Well, I don't want to watch that then. Oh, it's going on the list. Um, <laughs> you also Chino in Naruto. And uh, Rubber Soul in Jojo's Bizarre Adventures, Stardust Crusader. Then we have but Is it L- like rubber soul like a
1: soul or like a shoe soul?
0: Like a soul. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Um, and then we have Eld Jin. Do you want to guess the English voice actor? Because you know it very well. Who's the first one? No. Oh, yeah. No? <laughs> do, you, do you give up? No. Yeah. It's Vic like Mignogna. Why does that sound familiar? So he plays Broly in Dragon Ball Z. He also plays Tamaki Shio in Orin High School Host Club, Dark in D and Angel, and of course, Edward Elric in Fullmetal Alchemist. And Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood. Eld- I didn't. Elders? Elders Ed? Yeah, Eldest Ed. But here's another thing. We didn't really talk about the Vic Mignana controversy whenever we did. You mentioned it. Yeah. So I just, I wrote a little quick little thing about it. Just to get it over with, because we've run into him again. We'll probably run into him again in the future. So I just want to get it out there and into the world. Um, So just a few fun facts about Vic Mignogna. Uh, He did win Best Actor at the American Anime Awards for Edward Elric. Great job for you in 2007. Um, He has an official fan club called uh, Resemble Rangers, which is really cute. But also like, uh. But anybody
1: that has an official fan club kind of like makes me feel icky. He's inside. a very
0: skeevy, awful person. Um, and he was really mean to me when I was 13. So I don't love him very much.
1: Um, I remember you talking about that.
0: Yeah, really mean. <laughs> Why is but, he skeevy? I'm um, about to tell you about it. So in 2019, following the release of Dragon Ball Z Broly, uh, there was a bunch of allegations that popped up that he was sexually harassing fans at convention and oh. a few of them were underaged. Oh. So these allegations didn't go anywhere for a minute, but then they were backed by two voice actors named Monica Rial and Jamie Marchi, who claimed that they were also victims and they would vouch for all of the allegations that were coming out. So after doing an investigation, Funimation did fire him. So I guess they found something in, of truth in that. And then Minyana. Sued them for defamation because he lost all of his work and most of his contracts. But it was dismissed by the judge that ruled that Mignana had to pay back all of their legal fees. So, so, so they had to just keep that charge like that's uh, stupid. Yeah, so he's not great. Um, apparently, he's going on like this press tour where he's giving some motivational speech or some BS. But, you know, I stand with the victims. I, I definitely think it happened. He was not a nice person when I met him. Yeah. And if you're going to go to a convention where a bunch of kids like the work that you've done, maybe be nice to the kids. I don't know. Like, bro, regardless. Anyway, that's my that's my small thing about Vic Mignogna. He does voice a lot of my favorite childhood characters. So that's really hard to live up to. But we don't. It's fine. It's fine. And if we come across him again, I probably won't be listing off his crap anymore. Anyway. The Japanese voice actor <laughs> is... Your face looks crazy right
1: now. Uh, sorry, yeah. I'm looking up the Vic Big Mignot... M- whatever his name is. Manana. Yeah, uh, I was looking at the Funimation stuff. He also used to work for Rooster Teeth because mm-hmm. they did that show. Ruby? Is that how you say it? R-W-B-Y? Ruby? yes okay uh and so they fired him it's his whole huge thing thing yeah it's a lot
0: that's so upsetting because i love ed he did a really wonderful i mean he won he won best actor at the american anime awards but i hate like when he someone did a great job but it just like taint something that you like because plays, of that he plays three of my favorite characters ever from when i was a child because i loved dean angel i loved dark i was so about it and same for its tamaki i loved Orin high school host club and then full metal like it just it's it's sad it happens stop being gross people honestly stop,
1: stop being disgusting pieces of garbage that just should not be on the earth anyway go ahead
0: Anyway, uh <laughs> I'm real bad about that. <laughs> Japanese voice actor is uh, Susumu Chiba and he plays Yuki Saksiki in uh Whisker Away, Mirage in Fire Force in Tamua, Ichigo in Vampire Night, who's one of the vampire did Whisker Elders. Away that one that's on Netflix. Yeah, you it's really good. It? You'll okay. love it. Yeah. Um and then we have Günter Schultz. Uh Gunther. His English voice actor is Brett Weaver. Oh, maybe we're related. <laughs> <laughs> he plays He's also in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. He plays Kremen. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he he also plays is,
1: What character is
0: this? Who plays Kremen? Uh, it's uh Günter Günter Schulz. Gunther. Gunther, Gunther. Gunther. Uh, okay. and he he also plays Daz Bones in One Piece, in Toji Suzuhara and Neon Genesis Evangelion. His Japanese voice actor is Kozo Mito, and he uh, he plays uh, Kenan Maldini in Code Geass, Ray Yuki. Oh, and Ray Yuki in Mobile Suit Gundam Seed. Uh, and then <laughs> I can't continue without telling you about sonny and bean and Uh, the fact that lauren told me before we started recording that she had (laughs) voice
1: actors for sonny and bean i was like what the people that just go
0: (sighs) yeah they should get credited too i disturbed my cats Um, as you should as i should Uh, So, Sonny, his English voice actor, is Jonathan C. Osborne, and he plays Taro in Tokyo Ghoul and the Karate Cup captain in Gantz. Oh! Um, And then, this is great, uh, his Japanese voice actor is Kenta Okuma, and he plays Franz, our dearly sad, dead, departed friend. He was cut in half. Long live Franz 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 and his titan. Well, he didn't long live. In fact, it's a double die. Oh, dime. times! Dang! Um, and then we have Bean. I could only find the English voice actor for Bean, so I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoever voiced him in, in Japanese, I could not find you. Um, but it's uh, Chris George, and he plays Sugarman Man or <laughs> uh, Rikido Sato in My Hero Academia. Very different uh, voice tones there. <laughs> So sorry. Uh, he also plays uh, <laughs> Takura Bota in Fire Force and uh, Takashi Nishigori. Yeah, I think it's Nishigori and Yuri on Ice. So that's uh, cool. There we go. Um, and here are our mid-episode screens. And they're about the Order of the Walls, which is the religious group. So members of a religious organization that... Ugh, I don't we even know. Like to know call how them to a a cult this word, yeah. So they're they all started within the walls. They worship the walls as gods, referring uh, refusing to allow any changes to them, even for defensive purposes. So they're very toxic. And since Walmaria's fall, their numbers have rapidly increased, as has their influence. So that's a super bummer. <laughs> um, so no fun facts. I'm going to jump right into episode 16. Uh, What needs to be done now? Eve of the Counterattack Part 3. Here's your Netflix summary. Everyone's a suspect in the investigation to find out who killed the test subject Titans. Meanwhile, the cadets struggle to pick which corpse to join. The end.
1: The end. All right. Here we go. So, the MPs are examining everyone's ODM gear and trying to find the killer among the cadets. Uh, Connie says he never wants to lay eyes on a Titan again, and they just have they have to pick a regiment today. And he looks at John, and John is like really tense, fist hand fisted and shaking. And he goes, "Are you really going to do it?" And uh, so, it flashes back all of them that night. They're having to clean up Trost, um, and they're watching all those bodies burn. They're watching their bot, their friend Marco, his body is in there. Burning and they're lamenting over him. Jean says if he never became a soldier, he never would have had to worry who's next. He says he has to fight. He knows it's the right thing to do. But he knows he's not a suicidal maniac like Aaron. Uh, That's important verbiage later on. Um, Later on in this next episode? We'll see. Uh, And so then... um, Let's see. I lost where i was
0: story of my life (laughs) i was like my
1: eyes blurred uh so he says he has to fight he's not a suicidal maniac like aaron uh he has a flashback of marco telling him that he's a good leader because he's scared and it makes him alert and sympathetic and jean was closest to marco and really is taking this death the hardest um Sean says uh, he's gonna join the scouts. And I, I was like, big character growth here. Big character growth for Jean. Like that's a big deal. Honestly he, though. Yeah. Uh Connie asked Annie if he thinks Jean meant it. Annie says, who cares? She says if someone ordered you to die, would you do it? Her advice is do what's best for you. Annie asked Armin what he's doing. And uh he says, like she says he would if he he. It's he, Armin's a he he says (laughs) he says he would if his sacrifice was to save others armin tells annie that he suspects that she cares more than she lets on and that she's joining the mps because she has to do good there too armin has a soft spot for annie annie has a soft spot for armin um and annie says she just wants to live and look out for herself um Levi says that they're gonna go that they're going on patrol and that Eren must always stay within 10 meters of him at all time. Um, it's very important. Uh Irvin talks to the cadets and gives them hope in Aaron and says that uh, the secrets to Titans lie in the Jaeger cellar in Shiganshina. Um, so Irvin gives the stats of survival in the scouts. This is at the recruitment ceremony, so uh bleak stats. And uh, he says if they they can join if they can give their hearts they're welcome and anyone anyone who doesn't want to join free, feel free to leave right now and so most people just start booking it out of there because they're like nope not for me um, John Jean, see, Jean sees everyone moving but he can't move and but he can't bring himself to say something. And same with Sasha and Connie, and they're all just struggling to speak out. But then Jean says there's no going back, not after they've seen it. They've all seen the worst of it, and they know they have to do something. Everybody else that can walk away hasn't seen it. So Jean just, like, finally, like, breaks his, like, frozenness and yells into the night. It was a great, great moment, I think. Uh, And after everyone leaves, there's only a handful of soldiers left. And it's the whole cadet crew, but Annie. Uh, they went through training together. They stayed and joined. And Annie mm-hmm. went to the military police, like she said. Uh, Irvin says those who stayed here have worked through their fear. And they have earned his respect just by doing that. Everyone is now. We pan to the survey scout plan. Because they're about to go on their first uh, survey trip. Uh, Gunther says that it's entirely feasible that this operation is an alternate goal, but that Aaron needs to have faith in the commander discussing what, uh, you know, they're talking about what urban ominous ominously told Aaron of like, who is the real enemy here? He goes, the whole, the whole way this, this scouting thing works is we just trust our commanders and captains because without that um, we got nothing. And that th- we'll follow that motto for the next like six episodes. Yeah. Um, so cadet squads now in their scout gear, and I said, "Bless that green poncho and the wings of freedom." I almost bought one while watching
0: What else is that? It's, a, it's cape. a poncho. It's a poncho. It's a cape. It's a. It's not connected in the front. It opens. It's a cape. It buttons. I have a poncho that opens in the front. Yeah, but it doesn't button all the way down. If it clasps at the neck, but not anywhere else, it's. a But cape. it's not in the middle. It, and it's got a hood. It's a poncho. It's a uh, cape. So it's a poncho. And
1: Jean holds Aaron to his actions. He asks for him to explain what him attacking Mikasa was all about. And that the scar on her face is from him. And which is good. Aaron needs that. Aaron needs someone that's going to keep him grounded and keep him a little like, Hey, dog, you might be able to turn to a Titan, but it doesn't mean you can do anything you want. And so Jean's going to be that like that opposite end of the spectrum balancing force for Aaron. Tell me when you find what you find. Um, And, you know, Jean says that if Aaron can prove that he's worth it, that trusting him is going to help everyone, then they're with him all the way. And it's really big character growth for Jean. Okay. It's a poncho? Okay.
0: No, it's a cape. Uh, The defining feature of a poncho is that it must be pulled over your head so it does not have an opening at the front. So if it is buttoned and goes over your shoulders, it's a cape. If it needs to be pulled over your head, it's a poncho.
1: Dressing. All right. So they're wearing their green ponchos. <laughs> game.
0: I'm, <just> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving up. It's a game. <laughs>
1: uh so Aaron, Aaron sees some kids looking up at the scouts as they're all getting ready to ride out the gate. Uh, and they're seeing the wings so of freedom. Sweet. I know it's very full circle moment here. It is. And the gates open up and they begin their mission to retake Walmaria and get to Shiganshina. The 57th Ba-ba-ba. recon mission of the scouts. Uh, so after the credits, the scouting formation ends. A new Titan displaying intelligence has appeared. And oh, this says, note for forlorn only, do not read out loud. So I'll <laughs> tell <laughs> hey, you don't
0: that. Hey, that it out loud. Good that job,
1: dude. I, had to write, I was like, I
0: was about to say this out loud. And I was like, no.
1: Nope. <laughs> 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 I knew I'd write that in there. <laughs> I love it.
0: <laughs> oh, I already told you this before
1: about, oh, okay. about Irvin. And
0: Armin. Ugh, I love Urban. So, I'm good. <laughs> you, got some, you got some voice actors for us? I have one voice actor. Uh, I have I have Dieter Ness. And that is it. He's their Dieter? bald? Dieter bald dude. Dieter. Dieter. Dieter's <laughs> not bald.
1: We see Dieter in like four episodes from now, and he's blonde. I thought it was bald. No, Dieter's got, like, shaggy blonde hair, long blonde hair. No, that's Luke. No, that's Dieter. Is it? I Wait, had the captions on, that's Dieter. Oh, okay, well, Dieter's Dieter. like,
0: Ivan and I grew up together, we were best friends. Oh, uh, I thought that was someone else. No, that's Dieter. Oh, no, I hope I didn't mess up that voice actor. It was <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> Anyway, uh... <laughs> It's like, what are you talking about? Dieter has hair. A lot of Whatever. hair. I've got, I've got like two weeks to fix it, so it's fine. Um, but Dieter Nazis voice actor is Jonathan Brooks. Uh, he plays Foxy in One Piece, uh, Prussia in Hitalia, uh, Mitsuru Sasayama in Psycho Pass, and Fred Aberleen in Black Butler. His Japanese voice actor's name is Kochi Sakaguchi, and he plays Prince Ness in Gigantica.
1: What is happening in the background right now?
0: Will is opening something. Oh so Lord. sorry, Lord. And he also plays Jesse's Arbok in the original Pokemon series. So oh. that's fun. Uh, just, just Jesse's. None of the other Arboks. None of the other Arboks. Just Jesse's that Arbok. One. Okay, he's the sassiest Arbok. So Arbok's the snake, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Good job. Um, (laughs)
1: Thanks. It's an original Pokemon, so I can remember some of that.
0: (laughs) Honestly, though, these new ones, I'm just like, what?
1: Man, if it's not like original 25, I'm like, I don't know what that is.
0: (laughs) The mid-episode screens for this is just about selecting a branch. So after three years of training, a ceremony is held in which cadets can choose amongst the garrison regiment, scout regiment, or military police regiment. However, only the top ten can enter the military police, so the choice is limited to the scout regiment or the garrison. Most choose the garrison because they don't want to die. That's it it.
1: dumb that the top ten have to go to MPs that don't do squat. Anyway.
0: Uh, I have no fun facts because it is not fun. True. Uh, so next week, we're going to watch
1: uh, episode 17, 18, and 19. 17 is Female Titan what? <gasps> the 57th exterior scouting mission part one.
0: They and don't have buttholes, but do they have
1: boobs? Yeah, they look like onions. I used to call the female Titan onion boobs. Wow. They look like That's cartoon cute. onions. There's like one time where the female Titan's like bent over doing something and it is just like a boob shot. And it's not sexual at all because I'm like, they look like two onions from Shrek. Oh. <laughs> okay that's good old onion boobs uh episode 18 is forest of giant trees not small trees giant trees the 57th exterior scouting mission part two and then episode 19 is bite the 57th exterior scouting mission part three and then the next week (laughs) (laughs) next week is episode we're in the last three episodes of this show season one because in the next week it's episode 20 irvin smith the 57th exterior scouting mission part four (laughs) i'm just finding excuses to say that (laughs) and then episode 21 crushing blow the 57th exterior scouting mission part five and then episode 22 the defeated the 57th exterior scouting mission part six and then our final then three, three more. episodes, which are so, all part one, two, and three of another arc. Of course. Because that's all they do in this. <laughs> they give you one adjective and then something, 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 part one, part two, part three. You know part what? Four, it, part five, it works. It works part pretty six, good.
0: Part seven. We ain't, we ain't mad about it. I'm a little disappointed in the creative lacking of naming. Well, I ain't mad about it, I guess uh anyway uh
1: we love anime yeah we love anime and um we love, and we you. love you and if you're in texas stay warm uh, Yeah, it's
0: it's freaking cold i'm freaking cold.
1: cold like it's supposed to snow tonight and i'm like bruh it's it was like march in less than a week yesterday yeah i had shorts and a shirt sleeve on comfortably uh, i was and now i'm under a heated day. blanket and now i'm freezing water. yeah and a hoodie on like so rude <sighs> right? Well, everybody,
0: bye. (laughs) Yeah. Bye.